Ever dreamt of quitting your job and traveling the world? Like most people, we did too, and even tried it out. We're sharing our journey with a podcast and a blog. Welcome to Live Let Rome, a travel podcast. I'm Christy. And this is Eric. Join us on our travel adventures as we look to educate and inspire you to travel more and get the most out of each travel experience. Welcome to episode 25 of Live Let Rome. The next step in our adventures include a life adjustment reset in the U.S. Yada, 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 whatever. Then spending time with family before heading off to another round of roaming. This time in Mexico, starting with Mexico City. Now, before we jump into our journey into Mexico City, I wanted to talk about the planning for this leg. Because at this time around, we had a specific time frame we were working with, and that was about three and a half weeks. So I had to put my research hat on since I'm the official navigator of this journey. And I was able to find an affordable, diverse option that ended up fitting both our needs with the group travel operator. Yeah, and we wanted to find things that needed both of our expectations of Mexico. I was at Mexico first time in the early 90s. We were back to Playa de Carmen once before, but typical Cancun, Playa del Carmen. I was looking for more of that authentic Mexico, central, southern, harder to get destinations. Yeah, and to mention, most people's first experience or common experience in Mexico is the Yucatan Peninsula. So we have Cancun, we have Playa del Carmen, Tulum is also a popular destination. And we have been to Playa del Carmen on two occasions Two, yeah. besides this. And then this would be our third time. But we wanted to get a little bit of a different experience. And for me, I had some needs that I wanted, desperately wanted Day of the Dead, and didn't quite get that, but I got a little taste of that. It also happened to take place during our birthday week, so we wanted to send special moments for each of us to happen during this time. Yeah, and I was dying to taste the authentic taste of Mexico, including the real mole. For the next few episodes, we'll be covering the highlights of those cities we explored, starting from Mexico City and ending in Playa del Carmen. And for the focus of this episode, as we mentioned at the top, it will be our first destination city, Mexico City. We just wanted to note as a little reminder, if you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also visit our website at liveletrome.com for more picks, tips, and tricks. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome to Mexico City, International Airport Terminal 1, Diplogar Children Conveyor 15. We remind you, please don't forget your belongings, thank you for your preference, and we hope to see you again on another American Airlines flight. Where are we? Mexico City, also known as CDMX, which stands for Ciudad de Mexico, is in the central lower portion of Mexico. So when you're looking at a map, you just find that dip. If you head left to the center, and there you have the capital city of Mexico. The population of Mexico City, the largest city in all of North America, sits at 9.2 million, which is equivalent to the entire state of New Jersey. Ready for some quick facts. Mexico's capital is the oldest capital city in the Americas and was originally built on an island, Lake Texcoco by the Aztecs in around 1325, under the name Tecnoctitlan. Now I practiced that several times. I'm going to apologize in advance. We may be butchering some of these pronunciations, but little leeway is necessary. Tecnoctitlan? Whatever comes to you, babe, let's go with that. 
It also became the capital of New Spain in 1521 after the Spanish conquest. According to legend, the Mexica people left their homeland at the direction of their god. The god directed them to build where they saw an eagle perched on a cactus eating a snake. When they saw this exact scene play out on an island located in which was once Lake Texicoco, they interpreted it as a sign from their god and founded the Tecnotectronic on that island. That, can I say that, babe? Oh, you nailed it. I'm just leaving it in <laughs> my, my gringo hands. <laughs> El Zócalo, or Plaza de Constitución, is one of the largest public squares in the world, covering about 57,000 square meters, or about 615,000 square feet. There you will find many events and museums to keep you busy. Mexico City is prone to seismic activity and earthquakes. Which we experienced in our second night. Yes, we did. The city sits on a lake bed, leading it to sink about 10 to 20 inches a year. And as a country, Mexico averages about 126 earthquakes a month. Wow. Ouch. A whole lot of shaking going on. get around. Mexico City is a hub airport to fly to. The city has an amazing public transportation system, but be prepared. Busy cities can often be overwhelming for some, but for me, I feel right at home. From downtown, you can walk to lots of different places or just jump on a local metro bus for fast and cheap routes around the city. Where we stayed and for how long? In Mexico City, we were centrally located in the La Condesa neighborhood, a 10-minute walk to the Angel of Independence and near the meeting point of our group trip. We spent a total of six days, five nights, four prior to the trip and two rip the trip. Our hotel was just over $55 a night. As a quick note regarding the group tour operator, we traveled this time with Intrepid, which Christy has had prior experience with. In my solo journeys, I've traveled before my husband... I've traveled with several different group tour operators and met lots of different folks on the way. Future episode, I'll cover some of these experiences and some tips I found with traveling with them. In this 15-day trip, it ended up averaging about $200 a day for both Eric and me. It included accommodations, transport, and some meals, as well as lots of different activities. Christy has dragged me on a couple of these group trips or two. And I felt that this trip was well worth the price. If you don't want to worry about planning every detail while still getting a cultural rich experience. I'll turn over to Christy to start painting the picture of our earthquake experience, which we had on our second night. All right, picture this. We've been there second night. There's a mild time difference. I'd say two hours, but a lot of traveling. Wake up in the middle of the night to a loud emergency warning sound blaring and Spanish talk. Now, for me, because I'm still a little, little discombobulated from our travel time, I kind of not absorbing everything that was going on. Then I started to feel the building shaking. And then I was like, okay, is this quick? Because I don't trust my own instincts. I then Googled Quake Mexico City to find out, yes, it was a 7.0 earthquake hitting just outside of Mexico City. Yeah, and I had an experience in Maui when I lived there where we hit about a 7.1 on the Richter scale. This is like 2007. We knew what it was, but I didn't know what it was here. So we were just, we were tired. We walked for the door and grabbed our essentials and started to head out. 
Yeah, I remember reading to say that it was 1.15 in the morning. So we were on the sixth floor. So thank God these things are really built really well because there was stuff rattling, but we were jarred off our feet. It felt like I was drunk and I had not drunk all that night. So we proceeded to go down the six flights. We went outside and we ended up sitting on the sidewalk curbs waiting till we got the all clear. And while I'm waiting, I'm, of course, scrolling through my TikToks to see, oh, Dua Lipa, haha, she's in a club. She felt the earthquake. Waiting to get the all clear to go back upstairs. I was amazed at the calm that the people felt. I think that they have so many earthquakes all the time that they're used to this. We're clearly not. I've had one earthquake experience. But it really was strange. You're walking out and you're really almost falling over because it's like the building is tilting on its side slightly. Unique experience. I'm glad we were safe and I'm glad the building and the structure was sound. This was just three days following a 7.6 earthquake hitting on Mexico City anniversary quake of 1985 of 8.0. Yeah, so that's It was a bigger deal than most that it happened around this time. A special tip I want to hear to note is when you're traveling to different regions, to be mindful of whatever natural scenarios are commonplace. So for me, typically on the East Coast, yeah, we know hurricanes. We know nor'easters. We're used to that. For when we got to Mexico City, we did see a lot of signage regarding what to do in an earthquake or where to seek shelter. And I did read those the day before, so I did know where the stairs were. So good thinking for that. So that's a tip I would recommend. So depending where you are in the region of this world, be aware of your natural uh, events that may happen. it's time for our standout moments of Mexico City, starting with the Museum of Anthropology. This destination was my favorite. Of course, in a lot of my adventures, I always seek out a great museum, and I was not disappointed with this one. The Museum of Anthropology is the largest and the most visited museum in Mexico, and it has the largest collection of pre-Columbian relics and artifacts and art. Easily, when we got here, there's just so much different areas to look, to see, to experience. You can spend hours there and not be bored. Yeah, we were there at least two hours, had a great time. And I would say if you're going to do one thing, if one cultural experience in Mexico City, I would visit this museum. It was great. And just room after room, the large collection of these masks. I really like the pottery. And they actually discovered what was it's their highlight of the museum is called the Sunstone, which is this large Aztec circle. It's actually found on the bag of Aztec tortillas. It's their logo. They found it, I think you told me, they found it right in, in the 70s. They unearthed it while building the subway system. I think we read it on the yeah. sign, which is really cool. It's something that is known in terms of the Aztecs. You know, this sundial is synonymous with this architecture in this time period. And it was just Interesting that it was found just in the 70s while building a regular subway. What was great is we ended up going to all these other places around Mexico, and you can see the culture at first from this museum, and you see it show up in other places and other cities that we visited. And one of those places that's surrounding this museum is Chapultepec 
Park. And this is a gorgeous, gorgeous park. It's one of the largest city parks in Mexico, which is about 1,700 acres. It is an oasis in a large city, has different botanical gardens, from cacti to bamboo that look like giant dandelions. It was something that I really love to get away from the 9 million people that we talked to you in the beginning about. <laughs> you can find little respites in the middle of this wonderful sanctuary. Yeah, we hiked around it for a while. Luckily, we found the tourist train. So part of my thing was I've been wanting to do a little tourist train. I know it's cheesy. In a lot of different cities, we had the opportunity to take it, and we didn't get the chance, even though I was promised. So. Well, you promises fulfilled in Mexico City. Finally. Finally got my promise filled in Mexico City. Basically, what the tourist train will help you do is this park is built on a hill, so this tourist train helps you navigate some surroundings and climbing some of those spots around the park. Different places that you can see in the park, they have, I think, an escape maze, a tower. There's more tourist sites there, but for me, I just like navigating the park. It reminded me of those massive expanses parks like in Madrid and in Ishmael. It reminded me of a Jurassic Park train going through all the different flora and fauna. It was cool. It was, And it saved your footsteps because we walked everywhere in Mexico City, so it really saved our feet. We now have arrived as one of the most famous standouts for what Mexico City is known for, and that's their food. With their food, our tour guide helped us learn a little bit about the different regional specialties like tacos, which Mexico City is famous for, but also some other things such as pan dulce, pozoles, and lots more. I'll turn it over to Eric to talk to you about what he loved about Mexico City's food scene. Yeah, it was really unbelievable. You can't find this level of quality Mexican food in the United States. You just simply can't. And what I loved about Mexico City, it was really the crossroads of the country. So it reminded me of New York City, of Mexico, right? And uh, everything was delicious. One of the places I want to highlight is a place called Los Panchos, which is right outside of the park near the museum that we visited. And they specialized in carnitas. Carnitas is roast pork cooked in its own fat and griddled with the crunchy bits and that. Just absolutely delicious. They combined that in an enchilada with the traditional dark mole sauce. And it was just my head exploded. It was that good. This place we really enjoyed. For me, when I wanted a little bit of lighter things to eat, pozoles was one of my go-tos. And that's something that you introduced me to about because you've had it at different areas before. Actually... I don't know if I've ever had authentic pozole, but here I had it like three times. And what pozole is, is really a bowl of, it's like a chicken soup spiced with roasted peppers and different flavors and corn. Just absolutely delicious. They serve it with the crunchy tortillas. You crack them up like crackers. You put the lime juice in and other spices and salsas in. And we had that a few times. So pozole was definitely a highlight of Mexico City. And I believe they're famous for pozole. I think it's a famous dish in that area. Another place to highlight was a mezcal bar. I'm going to butcher this name, uh, Mexiclara. They had different flights of mezcal, which is really from Oaxaca, which we'll talk about when we get to that region. But here you could get it, Mexico City, sit down, they pour different flights, the mezcal. So I was calming my nerves after that earthquake, needed a few flights, and they paired that with some duck tacos with the homemade corn tortillas. Absolutely delicious. Really a good combination. They also had like fried crickets and bugs and worms on the menu. I kind of steered clear to that. My stomach wasn't quite ready for that. That's a pass for me as well. <laughs> it was just a really cool bar that you could try different drinks and also the food. 
absolutely one of the top food destinations in the last six months was Mexico City. Really, really enjoyed it. And we also tried some other stuff. Yeah, uh, I will never kick a taco out of bed. But for me, I have a destination for sweet teeth. And for me, I hunted out their famous paletas. Now, if you know what paletas are, they're basically like smoothie popsicles. I think it's the most plainest way I can say it. But this is, I say paletas are to Mexico as gelato is to Italy. So it's one of those things where you have regional specialties and lots of different fabulous flavors. And this is something we had experienced in the States with some authentic Mexican towns in Atlanta and different areas. La Mijocana was one of those places that we were able to go to, and we were able to find that in Mexico City and was not disappointed as well. Yeah, and one of their favorites, I like the uh, Eros con Leche Paleto, which is essentially a rice pudding popsicle, and it's a little bit chewy. So you're biting it, you're licking it, it's like you bite it, it's like chewy popsicle. It's a really weird experience. Absolutely delicious. There's some flavors that you probably think, oh, really? And they're like, yeah, try it, and you'll absolutely love it. Another destination for my sweet tooth was the La Horchata store. So Horchata, of course, we've had that and it's been brought to the States, but we never really had the true authentic types. And for me, we were able to find the store that had a variety of horchatas in different flavors. And this was a place that I had to visit a couple times too as well. Yeah, the horchata is made with the rice water and then they flavor it with cinnamon and other flavors. Well, horchata is like like a family recipe. Everybody has a different version of what they pick. Some of them are mixed between real milks and almond milks or rice milks. Basically, the horchata is based on a rice milk and different flavors are added from that point. I call it like everybody in Puerto Rico has a different coquito recipe. Horchata is the coquito of Mexico, except I don't know if they put alcohol in it. Oh, anyway. they, might, they put alcohol probably in everything. But actually what I liked about Mexico in general are these agua drinks, these refrescos. So with the tamarind, the horchatas, it's just there's a lot of nice non-alcoholic options as well. Yeah, fresca, that's something that's become more popular in the States now. But basically it's uh, like a fruit juice water, but very flavorful, very from the direct fruit. So it's not like watered down juice drinks. It's the actual fruit that's a thinner kind of smoothie-like. And for me, one of my favorite flavors was the tamarindo, which is the tamarind water, which I got you addicted to that even we're seeking out in Mexico town here in Michigan. Yeah, and when I got back, I had my dad and I had a tamarind margarita, which was, he was like, what is this? I've never had a tamarind drink. It translates back here slowly, some of these flavors. It was all over the place in Mexico and we loved it. And last but not least, in terms of my sweet tooth destinations in Mexico City, the Dia de los Muertos Festival is known for its pan dulces and its sugar skulls. And this we were a little bit early for since we were visiting at the end of September, but we did see a lot of bakeries, some wonderful pastries. One place that we visited was Pastelería Esperanza. Like Zaro's kind of big bakery with pick what you want, different sweet breads, different flavors, conchas, have a cup of tea, have a little cafe con leche, and you are set to go for the rest of the day. And another, if we're on the subject of drinks and bakery, is the Mexican hot chocolate. And that's another place. Not only do they have, it's like the Starbucks down there, they have little Mexican chocolate stores that you can go in and get that hot chocolate with a little spice in it or without spice, different milks. 
so nice in the morning to have the hot chocolate along with the bread. Like I say, my sweet tooth was not disappointed in Mexico. Mine either. It was really, really good. Whether you have a sweet or savory tooth, you have many destinations to head for Mexico City. Next up I want to talk about was a nice little standout moment that we had to do. And this was done with our group travel guide. So here she's telling me how things change. Well, this is true in many other places in Mexico, it's the same. It's the old people who love to do this activity of the cultivation of the land. It's not many for the young people, especially in this town. There is the other small town where everybody cultivates the land. But this is interesting because I see not only in this place, but in all Mexico it's more or less the same. People is losing their passion and also the custom traditions. And talking about some indigenous places, it is not only to cultivate the ritual. There is a ceremony before start putting the seed on the land and then after one or two a month you go again and you check how is the maze going on. So it's like having a child. Mm-hmm. So this is the concept that I love about the indigenous villages that we have in Mexico, is this idea that you help the maize corn. And that's true. Maize corn is something that cannot grow without the, the help of the human. Mm-hmm. So that's this uh, symbiotic between the maize corn and it happens. So that's what she's telling me. It's more about the old people who love to do this activity as a passion. Now, we've heard of different areas that you can actually do these boat rides that they take you on what it looked like when the Aztecs were around and how they navigated the city. But we really liked the authentic boat ride we got to take with our group travel operator. It was really small. It was just the group, I think, was about eight to ten of us, maybe. Mm -hmm. This boat ride was done by a family. We got to go on these, I call it a party boat, but it's always a party (laughs) boat. (laughs) Like a flat bottom raft. It was floating colorful raft. Yeah. Yeah, There's probably an authentic name for it. Yeah. I don't, I can't, I can't (laughs) think of it off the top of my, call it the party raft. The boat ride was in Tilawek, which. Tilawek. It was about 45 minutes, an hour outside of Mexico City. It's about a little bit outside the city. I would liken it to like navigating the Everglades. So a little bit of a swampy land, getting pushed through. And this boat trip was a really nice activity because we had the opportunity to visit local farms and we saw the farms specializing in different cabbages, lettuce, and beets. They gave us the opportunity to be able to harvest our own salad. So we got to be able to chop off our own little head of lettuce and pull out a beetroot. And then at a different point of our journey, we got to stop and enjoy those fruits of our labor. And what was interesting, there was no dressing on the salad. It was all organic vegetables, but they dressed it with just a little honey. And sing salad, really good, really, really tasty. This is something that we were like, you're talking about coming from the earth. You get a, the taste of kind of the indigenous flavors. We had hibiscus water, also known as hamica, and that's part of 
If you see the word Jamaica in Spanish, it looks like Jamaica, but it's not Jamaica, it's Jamaica, and it's just a hibiscus, that colorful flower water. It's absolutely delicious. It's really good. And then we played a game on the boat, too, which was really fun. Yes, this is where we played our bingo, and Eric got introduced, and a lot of other folks got introduced into Loteria Bingo. I would compare it to a bingo with Old Maid, but with Spanish sayings on it. Funny characters. Yeah, so what was the character you learned? El Barracho, El Barracho. What was El Barracho? What was that? Drunk man. Drunk man. Me after the Mezcal flights. (laughs) Thanks to the summer of uh, Bad Bunny, everybody learned what El Boracho Boracho meant that day, but that was something we kept saying. And if you look up Loterita, how do you say it? Loteria. Loteria. You'll see all the characters. There's like, you know, 25, 30 different characters. It's a fun game. And we played it on the raft as we were coming back from our lunch. It was really fun. Next up, I just want to mention last standout moment in Mexico City, the Roma neighborhood. A lot of you know the movie, Roma. Really cool place. It's the hipster neighborhood. It's cool. You have great art. You have great stores, vintage shops. And by the way, I just want to say, like, all my time in Mexico City, I felt so safe walking around, walking around day, during the night. Very comfortable places, interesting restaurants, shops, everything else. Really enjoyed that neighborhood, though. It was right 10 minutes from our hotel. We always talk about exploring your neighborhoods and see it. And there's tons more things to do. There's a Frida Kahlo house. There's all these tons of things that you can see here. We just passed that. You kind of have to make a list of the all the things you want to do and pick the top four or five. So depending on your length of stay there, there's tons of things to do in Mexico City. And I would definitely have a whole other list of things to do when we return again. Yeah, we will return to Mexico City. It's time for our quick Q&A. So I'm going to start with the first question. What's the most interesting thing you've learned while in or about Mexico City? Eric, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'm going to go first. I mean, besides the earthquake, I think I talked about it earlier, just how safe Mexico City felt walking around, always felt comfortable. And it felt a little bit more like many small towns put together is the best way to describe it. I know these are the neighborhoods. Where, you know, compared to New York City, very large city, but you know you're in New York City. In Mexico City, there's all these nook and cranny streets and places and, and areas. It just felt more like several small cities patched together. I like that about it. Okay. I think part of things to understand about these big cities is know what to expect when you're coming in. Be wary of your surroundings. Know what the rules are. And then you can have a fabulous time if you just relax and kind of absorb what's around you. For me, I would say the most interesting thing, besides learning how to prepare for earthquakes, would be the traces of the Aztec city in the downtown. Now, I compared this similar to when you visit Rome. I guess for me, the thought of ancient history and ancient sites so in line with modern times feels almost weird or weird to me. And in Rome, the Colosseum is right in downtown Rome. And the same thing in Mexico City. When you're going into downtown Mexico City, you're seeing the remnants of Tenochtitlan all around. And that's something I really appreciated. The other thing that I wanted to mention that was an interesting thing that I learned was from our tour guide that they mentioned a lot of the pronunciations. So when we talked about the pronunciations and a lot of the... I say Mexico loves their Mexes, but... <laughs> The history where that comes from is basically when the Spanish 
landed and they couldn't pronounce some of the indigenous words, they kind of put an X as a placeholder. And that's where it became the sha sound. So anytime you see that X in the word, it's placeholder for the Spanish colonizers to say, hey, I couldn't pronounce that. Jorsenico. Okay, sure enough. <laughs> All right. Next up question. All right. Would you plan to return? And if yes, what else would you like to see or do? I would say yes, yes, yes. And yes, I already told you I'm coming back. One of these days, dang it, I got to do the Dia de los Muertos. That was the one thing I do regret not being able to stay longer to do. That's something that is really close to my heart and it really special. So I definitely want to come back to see that. But there's also lots to do and see and eat and visit there. I think there's so much different avenues of the city that you can explore multiple times. And I want to experience that. I definitely. You can see that Mexico City is the crossroads of the country. One of the things we learned is maybe taking small flights from Mexico City instead of the bus next time because the roads do get a little bumpy. We'll talk about that in later episodes. That's why I'm so confident I know we'll be back is because if you're going to explore that country, you could take these quick little jumper flights. And yes, definitely we'll be back. Loved it. Yeah, I would compare it to Mexico City is a jumping off point like Istanbul is a jumping off point for Turkey. Correct. Yeah. But the biggest thing I want to say about as we're talking about Mexico and Mexico City is a lot of vision that we have, and you mentioned a couple of times, and what we think is Mexico is just Cancun or on the Yucatan Peninsula. That is not its only history or anything like that. That is not the most important thing about this country. It has so much more in terms of people, history, culture, and food, and food that has been for lack of a better word, bastardize <laughs> in the States. <laughs> Del Taco? Taco Bell? Oh, Del Taco's awful. Anyway, and I say that the nicest way I can, but it's such a fabulous thing. It's more to saying that, hey, I like Mexican food, but to really appreciate a culture that is so rich and depth of gorgeous and food, it really has to be experienced. Yeah, it, it really is. I don't think a lot of Americans think it as a go-to destination. I think they think... You do if it's Cancun, it, but Cancun not outside or of the, there. You know, in the north, you go to Montreal or Quebec or Toronto. In the south, you go to Cancun or you go to Playa del Carmen. But why isn't Mexico City like one of those first places on the list when you think, don't let the earthquake scare you. That's probably the only deterrent, but it's definitely safe. It's definitely affordable. It's great. Anyway, that's our sales pitch from Mexico City. We love it. Wrapping it up, what have we learned today? Mexico City is truly an inspirational city. And with this, I'm going to use an inspirational artist quote from Frida Kahlo. Feet, what do I need you for when I have wings to fly? Safety first. Be aware of the regional natural events that may occur in emergency situations. Read the signs and know where your closest emergency exit is. As first-time visitors, we recommend the downtown area since it gives you great access to all the sites within walking distance. We like the La Pendesa neighborhood.
And don't try to see everything all at once. Explore both the big stuff, like the Museum of Anthropology, and the little stuff, like boat rides with an indigenous farm collective. Learn the regional food specialties and try them. Tacos are king, street foods, sweetbreads, moles, pozoles, so much more, and you will not be disappointed. Next country and city, Puebla and Oaxaca, Mexico. Remember, our goal is to educate and inspire you to take your next adventure near or far. So what are you waiting for? Thank you for tuning in to Live, Let, Rome. Visit our website for more to see and read at liveletrome.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Simply search Live, Let, Rome. Our podcast is free wherever you listen. Be sure to subscribe. To support Live, Let, Rome, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Feel free to drop us an email at liveletrome at gmail.com and include your show questions, recommendations, or to share your travel adventures. So until next time, get out and roam.